to say one side's wrong and one side's right. Well, one side won the war and one side didn't, right? And that's in everything. There's always two sides to a story and the winner is the one who gets to promote their story. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to The Rift. Episode 17, we're here back in action. Recording um, for right before we get back, or right before I get back from my trip to Africa. I um, was currently in Washington, D.C. for the past five days, and uh, now I'm here for two days, leaving tomorrow. Going to be in Africa for two weeks. So we're getting you guys the best content that we can. Uh, being that, we're going to be traveling, doing things. Uh, we want to make sure that we're coming out with episodes every Monday and Friday indefinitely. I'm going to continue to do that. So uh, this is going to be probably a little bit, um, I mean, I guess a little bit outdated, uh, but that's fine. It's fine. We're still just, you know, hanging out with you guys, making sure that hopefully you can learn something, maybe get a little bit of education from it, but also get some entertainment and just listen to our conversation and um, hopefully get some critical thinking skills out of it because that's kind of what this is is we, we just talk and it gives us you know certain topics to talk about um, that we can invoke our own opinions on things whatever so um, like I said came back from Washington right so Washington DC it's the first time I've ever been there um, are usually classes like during school uh you know like when you're in junior high or whatever going to high school usually classes like make trips to washington dc and go through the whole history our school didn't let us do that it was every other year and so me and parker missed out what have you been to washington dc i went when i was younger like so i went to all the museums but you went to like the museum the kids with like like the uh like the spy museum went to the spy yeah. museum we went to like one of the ones where we saw the dinosaurs, the mm, Smithsonian, right? Yeah, Smithsonian. Yeah. We saw that whatever that like the rarest jewel in the world is, like the the, the Hope Gem or whatever. Oh, the Hope, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Hope Diamond. Yeah, Hope Diamond. Yeah, yeah we saw Hope that Diamond. stuff. Okay, I mean, it was still cool, but yeah, yeah, and it's different now when you go there, man. Oh, yeah. So, or I mean, so I've never been. That was my first time, and I'm glad that I went when I'm mature enough to understand the in intricacies of government and of politics and the way people work with psychology right so one of the i guess uh, one of the newer exhibits or museums is uh, the holocaust museum okay so this and and one thing for me was like well, i was thinking like washington dc right it's supposed to be like american history right that was kind of my thought is that like a lot of this stuff should be American and so they had I guess another new exhibit was like African-American exhibit right makes sense another one was like Native American gym or not gym, gym uh, museum another one was uh, like the Revolutionary War right it's all American history well then they throw in the Holocaust Museum and I'm like this didn't this was like Germany this was like Europe and, the, and like World War II would make sense, like a World War II museum, and they have a World War II memorial, but they don't have a museum on it. And so that was like, first off, I was uh, okay. But I guess this is a cool thing, and you get to go in, you get to like experience, I guess, what the Holocaust would have been if you were in it, like they get pamphlets and stuff, and you go. And it was, it was like a very sad, probably wasn't like, it wasn't a happy one, but 
that's what being able to understand that kind of stuff now, um, the ins and outs of it are a lot more complex than I think most people take like take it for, right? When you read it in the history books, like when we took American history or world history, you read things and you take it the way it says on text, right? Well, then you understand that the way it is in is written in text is by someone who likely wants you to read it that way. Okay, so what I mean by that is that they can put facts into a book but have bias in that book. And so where it might be facts, is it to say one side's wrong and one side's right? Well, one side won the war and one side didn't, right? And that's in everything. There's always two sides to a story and the winner is the one who gets to promote their story, right? And Not so, even just that though, like, because you said like being there and seeing all the stuff, like you realize how like, not that you wouldn't realize how serious it is by reading about it, but like, you definitely don't hear about the super vile stuff that went on in the history books. Like yeah. that goes for like slavery too. Like yeah. you don't hear about the, probably the worst things that happened because they don't want you thinking that our ancestors and our forefathers were those kind of people, but exactly. it's much worse than what you read about in the books. Like and what you read. Yeah. What children are reading because yeah. you, because children are innocent and, and as a child, you don't want to expose or as an adult, I'm like, I don't want to expose children to that kind of cruelty and like yeah. that that happens in life. But now that I'm old enough to understand that, I realize like this kind of stuff happens and it's obviously terrible. And it, and it, understanding it and the way even it's just presented in that museum, I think is the best way that they can do it. But it's also just such a complex topic that using critical thinking in when walking around that museum I think is definitely needed and I think a lot of people don't they read it for what it is and you know a few people I would see it just I mean it's it's tough it's a tough thing to do and it's all like facts right it's all presented with facts and we've seen this with like Twitter right freedom of speech opening up with Elon buying Twitter and opening up freedom of speech. Now there's different opinions being like presented that likely wouldn't have been presented in the, in the past with normal broadcast and with the controlling of media, the way it was through the government. And I mean, propaganda is still very abundant in not only American culture, but all over the world, obviously like, I mean, China has propaganda pretty much. That's all they do is to give out propaganda. And so seeing this uh, museum, it definitely got me thinking about just the fact that like the people who win these wars are the ones who get to write those history books. People who lose don't get to write history books. They are instead become the scapegoat, the victim. And I ended up watching, rewatching uh, Star Wars haven't seen Star Wars in a bit. I was a big Star Wars nerd back in the day. <laughs> Marker can vouch for that. I can attest. <laughs> and with that, uh, watching the Star Wars, it was episode two, which I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, Clone Wars, right? Why did I watch this? I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time. Well, 
they present bad guys and good guys, right? The rep and even in like the new or I guess the old old ones in the 70s, there was the rebels and the imperial, right? Where honestly, when you look at like the way like we root for the rebels, we root for Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, we <clears throat> root for the underdogs, whereas like the emperor or the imperial and Darth Vader, they were the ones with all the money and they were the superpower. But we don't want them to win. Well, nowadays, that's us. That's America. We are Darth Vader and the Imperial Stormtroopers because we got a ton of, I mean, we've got a big giant army with a lot of money and a lot of weapons. And the underdogs are the rebels. But we don't root for the rebels in this case. We're the Stormtroopers. We are the Stormtroopers, <laughs> exactly. That's my point. And it's, the, it's this paradox where it's like, when you, you watch this on TV and you like fantasize it, you dream about it, you're like, wow, like, isn't that so cool? The underdogs win. Like, heck with those, you know, big, giant, like, people with all the money. Well, that's us. We are the people with the money. And the underdogs are the third world countries who are just trying to survive and just trying to get out of their countries and come to ours because ours better and that it i mean it just you just live a better life in our country and that's literally what <laughs> what what is crazy is that right now we're kind of in that time um where you see that stuff for what it is and that and i think that takes critical thinking skills and not just reading the history books for facts but taking that information understanding that it is facts there but there's also some sort of bias behind it because the war because we won the war so we can write the books the way we want them to which is pretty interesting and in that i think then to kind of bring that to social media and how does that relate to our lives particularly in individually um is one particular person that we, we you know we're constantly on social media and like just trying to figure out the intricacies of it and um, you know, watching people grow, go viral, whatever it may be. And one person who, in the recent years, um, who took a massive jump and boost was Dream. Okay, so if you guys know who Dream is, he, he's a Minecraft, uh, he was a speedrunner, um, but he was really good at just like engaging you and engulfing you in a video game, right? And, and he had a storyline behind a plot, and he would do uh, manhunts is what they were called. And so he was just a good player, Minecraft player, whatever. He, he would keep you engaged. Good YouTuber, um, which is very smart with the things he did. Had a meteoric rise. Grew, I mean, what is he, like 20 million subscribers on YouTube? I'm pretty sure he had like one of the fastest growing channels. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what year it was, probably 2021 maybe. Yeah. Like when he was really popping off. Yeah. I think he was growing like faster than Mr. Beast had even like. I think he was too. Those manhunt videos were just blowing up. Yeah, man. and they were, and I, I watched them. I, I actually got back into Minecraft during that time and did speed running. It was just like brought back that nostalgia that I had back whenever I was a kid and played Minecraft. And so, I was, I was definitely on the wave. I mean, I was subscribed and I watched his videos. Well, he then, uh, you know, you start as you do when you go up. You know what goes up must come down, right? You start this meteoric rise, and you grow, and you're building, and everything's going so fast and so fun, and then all of a sudden it starts to slow down, and then it starts to decline. And this and Dream had always been anonymous. He and he was known for being anonymous, where most people have face cams. He 
was taken off and didn't want to do that. Well, really what, while he was on that downhill, he, I guess he kind of wanted some short-term boost, and so he decided to do this face reveal. And I think this is kind of what shifted um, where he was writing his own history books and it kind of, and then he kind of dropped the pin, right? He, <laughs> for some reason, there was just something in there that he, he, he just didn't go about it the right way. I don't think he thought through it enough. I don't even think it was necessarily that. Like, I think him doing the face reveal was fine, but it's how he responded to the response of his face yeah. reveal. Like, if anyone <laughs> hasn't seen the face reveal, he's not a bad looking guy. I think it's just like, the angle he was at, the and then the comments. The comments were just roasting him. Comments, like, that's it. And that's the way media, I mean, or that's the way the internet is, right? Internet's full of memes because everyone loves it. It's always been that way. Like, that, that's the internet. It's just people making fun of people. He right? could have came out and it could have been Ryan Reynolds and people would have said he was ugly. Yeah. Just because... Exactly. The suspense was so high to see what he looked like. <laughs> exactly. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what he looked like. And he um, came off of that w very differently. And, you know, where he was just focused on his gameplay and entertainment, then it started to get more about him, I guess. And, and then his feelings show, and he had this, like, wall that he put up where – now he, you could tell it was getting under his skin. And we get to, I mean, you could tell as a viewer, you could just tell that he wasn't like his normal self after this face reveal. And it, it, I think it kind of ruined what he was and what he is doing now. Like that, that down hit, that was definitely a down, it started that peak. And then, I mean, it's, I think it's all been downhill from there. I mean, yeah, because we talked about it. I mean, how he, he came up with face reveal and everyone was flaming him, making memes. And instead of tagging along with the memes and riding in the wave and making jokes about himself, which he should have done and probably would have went away really fast. Instead, he got mad and said, well, you know what? I'm deleting the face reveal. Um, yeah. I'm not posting any videos until I'm doing this. And everyone's like, oh, he's offended. Let's make more jokes. That's <laughs> just how the internet works. Yeah. So if he would have went the opposite route and like, made a meme himself about him being ugly or about him not looking yeah. good, then I think everyone would have, it, tweet probably would have blown up and it would have blown over because everyone's like, oh, he's not even fun to make fun of. Like, yeah. he just tags along. Which I think that's where he messed up was his response to the, the yeah, memes. Yeah, that that's that. how it works. It's when you're insecure, then your insecurities show, and then people dive deep into that. When, <laughs> like, like, I mean, for instance, um, like, letting, like, uh, who is it? Or I mean, I'm I'm trying to think like bodybuilders, like um, where their body is basically perfect, but it's that body dysmorphia that you see in the mirror where you don't think you're perfect, and then you point out that insecurity, and then since you point that out, now someone can point that out, and then it compounds that belief. Yeah. In that, like, oh my God, like I say, whatever it is, my right bicep is bigger than my left bicep, and then you point that out to someone, then. Then they point that at someone else, and then it starts to become true. Because now the more people that see that the right bicep is bigger than the left bicep, now it becomes true, and that fallacy is then in place. I think a great example would be 
the trend twins and how everyone started commenting and saying like, oh, mini Pekkas and stuff. Did you ever see that? Uh-uh. Everyone would comment and be like, <laughs> the two mini Pekkas, like, you know, Clash Royale or whatever. <laughs> the little mini Pekka, like, they like they look like mini Pekkas, just like <laughs> short and stout. And uh, <laughs> they came out with the videos, Alex, and uh, he, he was like, dude, you see those guys calling you mini Pekkas? And both of them started like dying laughing. And then they like, uh-huh. they even like upload videos, like two mini, mini Pekkas at the gym, like, <laughs> And tagged along, and now everyone just it died off. And yeah. even when people do say it, everyone thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. But if they would have came out and been like, dude, Offended. don't say that. Don't call me that. Yeah. Then everyone would still be saying that, and everyone would be like on their head about even it. Even more. So, yeah. And so, then so there'd be videos. Along, made- <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, like, what is that? Because, you know, me and you, we don't get offended by that kind of stuff. Like, we've always – and is that confidence in yourself? Because here's the deal with the twi- trend twins, like – I think they've worked on themselves and they have that confidence in themselves to where someone makes fun of them. They know like, okay, I'm a mini Pekka, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect them because they're so secure with themselves where those insecurities, like, do they even have them? I mean, do I even have it? I think all, I guess all of us probably have insecurities, but is it to a point to where it's going to affect our lives or we're going to let it affect our lives? Well, I'd say, because even like when I was younger in like middle school and high school, I used to be a lot fatter. Pretty much, like I used, I was, I was like, I'm down 100 pounds. So when I was like really fat, like I would never make fat jokes. And if somebody made a fat joke, I'd be like, I wouldn't get mad because then they know you're mad. But in my head, I would get mad. Now, like if anything about fat comes up, I'm the first one to make a joke about myself. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm fat piece of shit, or whatever. It's like say the joke first because yeah. I really don't care now. Yeah. And it makes everyone else like, well, if I call him fat, he's not going to care. He calls himself fat. Yeah. So like, I think it's parts like. Partially, it's understanding the game of if you say it, if you tag along with it, other, like it has no meaning to you. But if you're offended by it, then people are going to use that against you at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And if you, yeah, if you are, if it is something that truly does offend you and you let people know, then that's going to continue to compound. Exactly. Yeah. And so just limiting that. I don't know. So let us know whatever you think our insecurities are. What you think we, we need to know? Because uh, I brought I don't know, but whatever you think, like where where me and Parker are lacking, what's our deal? I think one of mine is probably eating on the podcast. How do you comments about that? And guess what? I'm embracing it. <laughs> He's embracing. He's still munching over there. That's good. No, I like that. Yeah, exactly. And if there's anything else, um, let us know. Let us know in the comment section because guys, it's gonna wrap up episode 17. Hopefully you did enjoy it. Hopefully you had some entertainment, maybe some education, maybe a different perspective. Gain talking about, you know, how really and truly I think the winners write the history books and how I think you can write your own history book with your own life and however you want to do it. Just use some critical thinking skills and, um, you know, just think about it a little bit. So that's going to wrap up the episode. Hopefully you guys did enjoy. If you did that subscribe button as well because we're going to continue to upload weekly monday and friday we'll be back here so if you did enjoy hit the subscribe button leave a like leave a comment guys talk to you in the next one have a good one